Good morning. My name is Kristen Parrish, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. I am a member of your board of trustees, and it is my pleasure to welcome you to worship at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia. As we begin, we honor the Piscataway people and their ancestors. It is upon their land that we reside. We are served by the Reverend Paige Getty, minister, as well as a talented and dedicated team of religious educators, musicians, and other professional staff. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, whoever you love, and whatever your faith tradition, you are welcome here. We particularly welcome our guests and invite you to stay for coffee hour after the service so that we may meet you. We also ask that you sign in at the visitor's table. Oh, I'm sorry, that was the wrong one. Okay, well, we're going to skip that part. My apologies. Kristen, we do want to be able to have people sign into the visitor table. <laughs> Sundays are flipped for Zoom worship. It used to be the other way. Oh, good thing I teach sixth grade and mess up all the time. Okay, we particularly welcome any guests who are watching this service. We hope that you will join us in the future when we return to worship at the Owen Brown Interface Center so that we will have a chance to meet and welcome you in person. And I have a few announcements for today. First, have you signed the virtual membership form? Do you feel ready to deepen your relationship with UUCC and are considering membership? Or maybe you're a friend or returning visitor and are interested in learning more about membership. If so, you're invited to a membership session with Reverend Page and Sarah Davidson on Wednesday, June 16th at 6 p.m. Learn more and find out how to RSVP through the link in the chat. A quick reminder that today is the final day to register for this summer's wizarding camp. I've already registered my kid. If you'd like to attend, please make sure to register by the end of the day. And finally, a reminder that UCC's annual congregational meeting 
will take place virtually this evening at 6.30 p.m. All UUCC members are encouraged to attend and must register in advance. If you are not a member but wish to observe the meeting, you're invited to watch it live on UUCC's YouTube channel. Please view the annual meeting webpage to register and view all meeting materials and information. We truly hope to see you later on. Thank you, Kristen. Good morning, UUCC and friends. My name is Paige Getty. My pronouns are she, her, and hers, and it is my great privilege to serve as minister of this congregation. I'm so glad to see all of you this morning. A few logistics before we begin. First of all, if you are a newcomer among us and haven't yet filled out our visitor form, please do that today so that we can be in touch with you. Also, if you'd like to follow along in an order of service, it is available for you to download from the worship page of the website, and Nicole will put that link in the chat as well. If you would like to share a personal sorrow or joy with the congregation, please email that to joysandsorrows at uucolumbia.net, and I'll read all those aloud later in the service. And also at two different times during the service, today. I'm going to ask for volunteers. And when I do that, if you would raise your hand by using the Zoom reactions, you should have at the bottom of your screen a reactions option. And one of those is to raise your hand. Um, and I will easily be able to see that you're volunteering when I ask for volunteers. So that's just a heads up for a little bit later in the service. Many thanks this morning to Tim and Graham and Liam and all the tech team and virtual ushers and staff who are working behind the scenes, not only today, but week in and week out to make worship happen every Sunday. And thanks to Kristen and Jeremy and Robin and Lisa and Carol for your particular contributions to this morning's service. Writer E.B. White said, it's hard to know when to respond to the seductiveness of the world and when to respond to its challenge. If the world were merely seductive, that would be easy. If it were merely challenging, that would be no problem. But I arise in the morning torn between the desire to improve the world and a desire to enjoy the world. This makes it hard to plan the day. I bet most of us, Unitarian Universalists, people of faith, can relate to White's conundrum. We strongly desire to improve the world. In our own congregation's mission statement, we say we act with our community to make the world a better place. And much of the business in tonight's annual meeting will tend to those questions. How do we organize ourselves best to respond to challenges, to promote justice and equity and strong relational connections among ourselves and in the wider community? But we also long to play to enjoy ourselves, to let go and have fun and release our cares and our worry for a while. So this morning we celebrate that, the desire to enjoy the world, to play in it. Maybe you'll learn something this morning. I hope you will. I did as I prepared for today. I also hope your spirit will be lightened this morning and enlivened and inspired to go out and play. So let us worship.
Good morning. Please join me in singing hymn number 1000, Morning Has Come. The Reverend Scott Taylor writes, we are all playing, playing it up, playing it down, trying to play fair, playing for keeps, playing favorites, playing it safe, sometimes too safe. He plays hardball, they're playing house, I'm playing it by ear, or at least learning to play it by ear. She's tired of playing second fiddle. He's playing right into their hands. Please, God, can't we all just throw out the playbook and start again? Sometimes we're just played out. It's not always bad to play possum. And what about playing with fire? Let's hope so, friends. Don't you want to feel again that burning within and let it loose? In this moment, may it begin. Now, before I light the flame in the chalice behind me, this is one of the times I'd like to have a volunteer or several. Does any of you who's been in our children's religious education classes, especially if you are still a child, want to help me lead the children's chalice lighting? If so, use your Zoom, worship, your Zoom reaction and raise your hand and I'm gonna spotlight you so everybody can see you and me as we light the chalice. Otherwise, Robin's gonna help me but you'd be a lot more fun to watch. All right, I see Catherine Stone. Oh, look who's there, yay. All right. All right. There we go, I'm gonna unmute you and also spotlight you so everybody can see you. Will you tell us all your name? Say your name, what's your name? Uh, Scarlett. Hi, Scarlett. All right, are we ready to do the chalice lighting? Yes. All right, here we go. We light this chalice to celebrate Unitarian Universalism. This is the church of the open mind, the helping hands, and the loving heart. We care for the earth and for each other. Thank you, Scarlett. And now we will light the flame in our chalice. All right. 
Now, will you please join together in speaking our congregational covenant? These are those words that we have written together and that we repeat together as we make our promises to one another. Strengthened by our common humanity and inspired by our seven principles, we promise to be a safe and welcoming community, to nurture each other's hearts and spirits, to delight in the beauty of our diversity, to struggle together on our spiritual journeys, and to challenge each other to live our values. Thus, we pledge our time and vigor to the continuing celebration of spirit, of the world, and of humankind. All right, our host is now going to let us all unmute ourselves briefly so that you can look through the gallery view and see everybody who's here and say hello to one another. Good morning, everybody. Good Good morning, everyone. My name is Robin Slaw, and I'm your director of religious education, and I use the pronouns she and her. I'm so happy to be here with you this morning. When I was preparing for the family chapel this month with the theme of play, I asked people to describe their favorite way to play. And as you might guess, the ways that children responded were as different and as unique as each child is. And then much to my surprise, not a single adult responded to my request. So I'm pretty sure you all know how to play, or at the very least, you might remember how you used to play when you were a child. But if you didn't notice the request, or if you did notice the request and thought to yourself, I'm an adult, I don't have time to play. Well, I have some news for you. Play is important in all our lives, not just childhood. When we play, we build empathy. We develop trust. We learn problem-solving techniques when we play. And the absence of play in children's lives might mean they never develop the capacity for empathy or trust. For millennia after millennia, humans played all through their lives. And play gives us the capacity as a species to adapt. And play continues to be important to us through adulthood. Play can take us outside of our present and give us a sense of timelessness and wonder. And those reactions help us to continue to learn throughout our lives. And playing helps us connect to each other. Playing helps us maintain memory and thinking skills. And adults experiencing play deprivation have less joy in their lives, and their lives become laborious. So this morning, I want to have a moment of joy with all of you. So allow me to take a, a journey back to your childhood to an activity that I bet many of you might remember. 
I spent a lot of hours practicing this and I'm going to make mistakes even with all that practicing, but I've had so much fun trying to remember how to do this. So let's all play together for a few minutes. And if you like, put your Zoom display back on gallery so you can see everyone playing along. I'm gonna show you some movements and we'll practice them together. And then I'll chant the song that I remember from my childhood. And if you remember the words, say them out loud with me. And we'll do the whole thing slowly once. And then a second time to see how fast we can do it. And then we'll giggle when we mess up. And I hope some of you are better than me because I'll depend on you to help me catch up when I mess up, okay? So the movements first. We're going to take our arms and cross them in front of our chest. So do it with me. And then you're going to go down on your lap or your tabletop or desk in front of you. And then you're going to clap your hands together. Then you're going to go right, clap left, clap, right, and then back to hands up on your chest. So what we're going to do is Miss Mary Mack, and I bet some of you also played this when you were growing up. Ready? We're going to do it slowly first. Miss Mary, well, I see I started all wrong already. Miss Mary Mack, 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 all dressed in black, black, black with silver buttons, 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 all down her back, back, back. She asked her mother, mother, mother for 50 cents, cents, cents to see the elephants, elephants, elephants all jump over the fence, fence, fence. They jump so high, high, Hi, they touched the sky, 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 and didn't come back, back, back till the 4th of July, lie, lie. All right, I see a lot of you stopped. I want you to continue to do this, and we're going to go as fast as we possibly can. Let's see if we can all keep up. Ready? Miss Mary Mac, 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 all dressed in black, black. Black with silver buttons, 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 <laughs> down her back, back, back. She asked her mother, mother, mother for 50 cents, cents, cents to see the elephants, elephants, elephants jump over the fence, fence, fence. They jump so high, high, high. They touch the sky, sky, sky and didn't come back, back, back till the 4th of July. Fly, fly. Did you mess up as many times as I did? Oh my goodness. That was fun, right? It gave us a chance to laugh and enjoy ourselves, bring some joy into our lives. So I wonder how you might add some play into your life today and all our days. Thank you. Thank you, Robin. And now we're going to pause and listen as Jeremy plays a very fun piece of music that I hope will feel playful to everyone. And as you are invited to give generously and lovingly of your financial resources to the good work of this congregation in the world. The instructions for making virtual donations, remote donations, online donations, whatever they are, will appear on your screen and in the chat. Thank you all.
Thank you, Jeremy. I love seeing all these memories associated with that particular piece of music. I bet many of us have them. So yesterday afternoon, a dozen of us, six kids and six grown-ups, gathered for one of UUCC's auction events. It was a paint pouring party hosted by Kim Estelle and led by Deanna McConnell. There we were in the welcome shade of a large tree in the Estelle's driveway. We were hassled only by a few pesky cicadas, though we were under the den of their screeching the whole time. And there we filled cups with various colors of paint, added a few drops of a substance that would promote spreading and bubbling or something like that. And then we poured the paint over a canvas. No particular skills required just a willingness to experiment and play and imagine what might result in something we would enjoy looking at, maybe, once it dried, that we would enjoy whether it was beautiful or whimsical or strange or funny, but that would be fun to make regardless. Here's a couple of pictures from yesterday including one of the kids who at the very end decided to turn it into finger painting. I'm sure there are people who have truly mastered this particular technique and can more predictably plan for a resulting piece of artwork by pouring paint in this way. But for us beginners, certainly for me, the fun was in the play itself, in the mess, in the not knowing what would result and in not being invested in a particular outcome. So this month, the Soul Matters theme is play. So I've been thinking and reading more deliberately about what qualifies as play, reflecting on how I personally experience playfulness, how we share a sense of playfulness even in our work. Because after all, the opposite of play is not work the experts tell us. The opposite of play is melancholy, worry, gloom. I'm remembering a few years ago at our Board of Trustees planning retreat how we spent a couple of hours using the Lego serious play technique to get at questions of individual skills and group vision. I'm thinking about how revealing it was to share an escape room experience with our whole staff team one time. Because when we get out of our heads, out of our structured, agendaed, bureaucratic ways of doing things, we learn things about ourselves and each other. We free ourselves to engage more fully, even in what we identify as our work. Writer and speaker Leslie Levine asks, why is play so elusive for some grown-ups? Because, she says, we are so strongly attracted and attached to a profoundly goal-oriented, work-ethic-driven society. Like other forms of non-work, play connotes wastefulness, a stoppage in the way of what needs to get done. Yet often what really needs to get done has more to do with our hearts and spirits and less to do with a deadline or long-standing project. Play beckons to us, urging us to live in the present moment, a moment that becomes more luminous when we disallow interruptions like work and worry. 
Similarly, the priest and spiritual director Margaret Gunther observes that when we play, we also celebrate holy uselessness. Like the calf frolicking in the meadow, we need no pretense or excuses. Work is productive. Play in its disinterestedness and self-forgetting, she says, can be fruitful. Work is productive. Play can be fruitful. So today we are celebrating the value, the importance of play in our lives and not just for children, as Robin said. We have long known, the research has shown the value of play. Play is a child's work, as the Cradle Rock Children's Center taught me as a young parent years ago. But for all of us of any age, play has value. Some of us don't need to be convinced of this, of course, because whether by nature or by nurture, you have embraced playfulness as a high value, a priority in your life. But others among us, like me, sometimes need reminding that play is not frivolous, not a waste of time, not a shirking of responsibility. Rather, says the research, play isn't just about goofing off. It can also be an important means of reducing stress and contributing to overall well-being. At work, play has been found to speed up learning, enhance productivity, and increase job satisfaction. And at home, playing together, like going to a movie or a concert, can enhance bonding and communication. And then there's religion. Religion, which doesn't always get full credit for the wisdom that it has been offering for millennia. Many of our, our spiritual traditions have known the value of play for a very long time. In researching for his book, Games for the Soul, Dr. Drew Leader observed, I realized that the way of play was a part of all religions. St. Paul proclaimed himself a fool for Christ. Jews honor the Sabbath, that time to stop working and to take pleasure in life. Hindus say that the universe was created as Leela, a divine, divine play. After all, the omnipresent eternal one needed something to do. Muslim Sufis teach through jokes about Mullah Nasruddin, a laughable sage fool. Native Americans celebrate body trickster figures. He says, try attending a Cherokee booger event sometime. Buddhists practice meditative games of breathing, attention, and joyful presence. Zen teachers poke fun at dogma, as in Master Fang's pronouncement. The Buddha is a bullheaded jailkeeper and the patriarchs are horse-faced old maids. It seems the whole world was playing with spirit in a thousand delightful ways. So how do you play? Psychiatrist Stuart Brown is the founder of the National Institute for Play in California. And he says, as we heard from Robin, that how we play is as unique to an individual as a fingerprint. But what all play has in common is that it offers a sense of engagement and pleasure, takes the player out of a sense of time and place and the experience of doing it is more important than the outcome. 
the experience of doing it is more important than the outcome. Or as I heard him say in a TED talk, if the activity's so-called purpose is more important than the activity itself, then it's not play. In a few minutes, I'm going to invite you to raise your hands using the Zoom reaction buttons. So I'm sure to see you and share in a word or phrase how you play. So think about that for a few minutes. While you're reflecting though on your own play, we're going to hear from two playful UUCC members. The first is Lisa Schlossnagel. Lisa has been posting videos on social media from her backyard where she is engaged in what she calls her, let's see what happens style of gardening. Some of us who've been following along are noticing the playful nature of Lisa's relationship with this outdoor space. She's hoping for things to grow and thrive, but she's not overly invested in the outcomes. So I hope you'll enjoy this short video from Lisa's garden. It's the latest in her series, and she filmed it about a week and a half ago. After the video, we'll hear from Carol Zyka. Good afternoon. Um, here's a little update on the let's see what happens style of gardening I've got going on back. And I don't know if you remember, I shared with you about my little fern friend. Here, take a look. Yeah, that one's not going to make it. This, this one here. Probably done. But we'll continue to just let's see what happens. This friend over here, this is um, one of the gay feathers. You can see that this one's grown quite a bit. This one looks a little chomped, it's because it is. We have bunnies. Their babies live next door, actually. So I've got to get some um, little fencing barriers to put along the wood fence to keep them from coming in. But the big news is the tomatoes are in. I'm super stoked. The two bigger plants are like a beefsteak style tomato. This friend in the middle is a Roma. I think this one's a pear and this one's a cherry. I'm excited. So let's see what happens. And for my friends who are experienced tomato growers and parents, could you feel free to send some tried and true tips over to me? I'm just kind of winging it. So there's that, but I also want to see if maybe you can hear this. So notice I have not showed you any cicadas or their cases or anything like that because I don't have any, but I can hear them. The wind's about to pick up. I don't know if you can hear them, but it, it, Made me smile when I stepped outside today to be able to hear the cicadas from my yard. And I hope it makes you smile too, even just once, this cicada season. It's rare. It's something special. They're super gross. They don't need to touch me. That's for sure where I draw the line. But there's a little bit of magic happening with them, so that's kind of cool. Anyway, hope you're having a good afternoon. Love you all, bye. Good morning. My name is Carol Zyka and I'm a 32 year member of UUCC. 
When Cradle Rock Children's Center was being established, I remember Candy Wachterman giving a presentation. We will focus on play, she said. It's more valuable to childhood development than learning to read at an early age. My first grandson was given to the care of, UUC, of CCC and was a member of its first graduating class. He thrived there. Creative play is indeed effective. The first national philanthropy of my sorority, Sigma Sigma Sigma, was play therapy for hospitalized children. Now called Child Life, it serves to alleviate fears in sick kids who are facing treatments by providing dolls and toy, toy medical equipment to help them learn about procedures and have an opportunity to play in a colorful environment. When Paige asked me to participate today, I wondered how she knew about my playful side. Did she know I got real excited by the bubble shooters that my grandsons had and that they gave me one for my birthday? Did she know that I took it on my neighborhood walks, shooting bubbles over patio fences and into the air at passing cars? My harmless play made people smile. I taught art to senior citizens throughout my career. I find that a sense of humor in the classroom makes it more fun for everyone. One of my favorite things to do was to read pic children's picture books to them. They would gather round, soak up the illustrations, and enjoy the experience. Though I joke that I had a captive audience since they couldn't move fast enough to escape. I play every week with a group of creatives in an artful journaling class. It was something I started 16 years ago, and when I retired, they stayed together without an instructor and welcomed me to join them. We play with thought-provoking concepts and creative writing with art supplies, art supplies, and more art supplies. We laugh, sometimes sing, and celebrate together. Play, folks, it's where it's at. Thank you so much, Carol. All right, now everybody else, it's your turn. How do you play? What do you do purely for the sake of enjoyment? No productivity required. I'll invite you to do as Sherry and Sunanda already have and use that raise hand reaction button on Zoom and I will unmute and call on you in turn. All right, Sherry, how do you play? I'm a great believer in play. Um, I am sometimes remind other people when they look at me askance for being silly that you, you shouldn't, if you are too old to play, then you you never get too old to play. Um, my play, well, right now, I am having a ball with the cicadas. I love to play with them. They're so much fun. I put them on my hand and they walk around and I 
it's just I love to play with them, except when they just fly unexpected directly into my neck. And then I don't know what hit me. So that wasn't fun. But other than that, I just love them. Um, we had a, an Great. outdoor thing for Memorial Day in my neighborhood. And they were all over and it was great. But normally when it's not cicada time, um, one of the ways I play is in nature. When I go for a walk, um, I'm always stopping to pick up um, interesting things. If I see a rock or a leaf that I like, or I'm always on the lookout for something unusual or interesting and I'll stop and pick it up. And sometimes I take it home. I've got a box full of rocks that are good for nothing, but I like to look at them. So Great. I, I guess Thank you could you, say Sherry. I play with them. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Sunanda, good morning. How do you play? Um, <laughs> it's the, uh, <laughs> it's not playing, but it's feeling playfulness inside you. And I joined the a very popular laughter club that was started by Dr. Kataria several years ago and popularized. And I joined the, joined the club and see um, science that Norman Cousins long time said, laughter is medicine. <laughs> that attracted me, I like medicines, right? Laughter is medicine, but the new scientific evidence shows that laughter with or without any intention, if you laugh without any reason, your brain doesn't understand. So if you just keep laughing for no reason, fake it until you make it like Dr. Kataria says, <laughs> that also creates a medicine and releases lots of endorphins, serotonins, and all these chemicals. So let's, let's just, let's just. Thank you, Sunanda. Laugh for no reason. Laugh That's right. No reason. Laughter yoga laugh. and laughter and meditation. Yeah, laugh for everything. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Sunanda. Feel playful. Be playful, yes. Yes. All right. Brooke, how do you play? So the, my first go-to for play is karaoke. <laughs> and I love it. I love it so much that I turned it into work, but I still get out to play. But yesterday I had an impromptu play date with friends on our phones that looked like this. Somebody texted me to let me know that they were celebrating Prince's birthday on WPFW from 10 a.m. to 12 midnight. I danced and laughed and sang and texted back and forth with my Prince fans. And it was a hoop. We had so much fun. And I lost probably about a pound of sweat. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for that very recent memory. I can just picture it. Thanks, Brooke. Jenny, or somebody else in Jenny Afkinich's family, how do you play? Oh, wait, I gotta unmute you. There we go. Hi. Um, me and Margot love to do bar trivia. And 
potentially it's productive because theoretically you can win, but we don't. And we can't wait to go back. We haven't done bar trivia since last March. We've done it virtually a few times, but not quite as fun or the same. I wanted to say Okay. What did you want to say? You like going to trivia too, right, Marga? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's really fun. Someday we'll play trivia together, Margot. Thank you for sharing. All right, Barbara and Scotty. I I uh, play wordplay by writing poetry. So it it uh, lets me access all sorts of stuff, but it doesn't really have a place to go unless it goes. And uh, it opens up all sorts of things and I have fun with it and I'm able to share it too. And I play by gardening and I, I kind of am um, just like the earlier gardener that I don't always know a lot about it, but I just try different things and I don't get invested in how it totally turns out. So that's helpful. And then the other thing is water play. And we love to kayak and especially, you know, in the summer, it's a lot easier. And we just, just get together and do that and do it with some friends and it's wonderful. Just a total release and just being out in nature. I love that. Thanks, Scotty. Thanks, Barbara. Kevin and Lindsay. Hi, actually, it's going to be Kevin. And um, this, oh, and Lindsay's here. Um, this this year, we got a puppy to, for our own dog. So we have two dogs now. And I've gotten used to rolling around on the ground with both of them and playing. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I've always, I've always noticed that dogs have a way of playing with each other without any agenda at all. Just play to have fun. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the other thing I'll add is that we've been playing, we always played a lot of games at our house when the kids were growing up. And in the pandemic, we've been playing a lot of online games with our kids and, uh, and friends. And, and that's been fun too. Finding new ways to play. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks, Kevin. All right, anybody else? I'm just gonna take a deep breath and make sure I don't see another hand. Oh, here we go, Inga. Let me unmute you there. All right, go ahead, Inga. All right, Inga, hold on, hold on. Inga, I have muted you because we are not understanding your words at all. But if you would type them into the chat, I will look for them and read them on your behalf. But I think it was your microphone that was we were struggling with. So I'm going to go over to the seagulls now. All right, seagulls. Hi. Um, I like to uh, do art. I love to do art. With, Many with kinds that. of art, art, okay. art with my kids or just art by myself. And so when I saw your pictures from your um, your art thing yesterday, even just seeing the art, um, mm -hmm. uh, I obviously wasn't me playing, but uh, just brings such joy. Thank you, Jen. Mark, anything from you? Nice to see your face there in the screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go over to Jay Paul. No, <laughs> I think I'm unmuted. You are uh, unmuted. Okay, thank you. So uh, 
so my, my, my regular things for playing are things like guitars and uh, motorcycle riding. But for family play, since the pandemic uh, and our kids, two of our kids are out of the house, we've been having Zoom dinners mm -hmm. and we've been enjoying playing Jackbox TV games and uh, other things. So there's a there's a hilarious trivia game, and uh, generally we play at least two to three rounds uh, uh, between us. It's a lot of fun. Jackbox. Jackbox TV. All right. Thanks for all the tips, everybody. Thanks, Jay. <clears throat> all right. I'm not seeing any other hands. Making sure I didn't. Ah, here we go. Inga tells us there used to be a laughter club meeting. I don't usually use chat while we're in worship. There used to be a laughter club meeting right here at the Bain Senior Center for many years and at UMAC, the UU Mid-Atlantic community. We have lots of fun activities. Thanks for contributing, Inga. Sorry we couldn't hear you very well. All right, so now we are going to sing together. It's kind of like karaoke, right, Brooke? We're going to hear Jeremy and we'll hear our own voices. So let's sing, come sing a song with me. to take a few moments to open hearts and minds and listen with love to these sorrows and joys that have been shared by members of our community. It's our custom to place pebbles in a communal bowl of water to symbolize the way each individual life ripples out and touches each other in our caring community.
And one more for you, whoever you are and whatever you're holding in your heart today, this is for you. Will you now join me for a few moments of reflection and prayer? We breathe as deeply as we can. We set our feet on the ground, feel the earth embracing us, strengthening us for all that lies ahead. May we have the courage and the love and the strength to do what we need to do in our own lives, in our families, in our community. May those who are fearful and suffering, especially from illness, who face procedures and diagnoses and healing that are overwhelming, may they be held in a healing and loving embrace. And may we all do our part to bring the compassion and the hope that are needed for all to thrive. Let us share just a moment of stillness and quiet that each of us might tend to the prayers that we hold within. Blessed be. Amen.
Thank you, Jeremy. We close with a poem written by Linda Underwood titled, All This Talk of Saving Souls. All this talk of saving souls. Souls weren't meant to save like Sunday clothes that give out at the seams. They're made for wear. They come with lifetime guarantees. Don't save your soul. Pour it out like rain on cracked, parched earth. Give your soul away or pass it like a candle flame. Sing it out or laugh it up the wind. Souls were made for he healing broken hearts, for puzzling dreams, remembering August flowers, forgetting hurts. These men who talk of saving souls, they have the look of bullies who blow out candles before you sing happy birthday and want the world to be in alphabetical order. I will spend my soul playing it out like sticky string into the world so I can catch every last thing I touch. And as the wise Carol Zyka says, play folks, it's where it's at. See you next time, UUCC. Be well.
And now 